0: so we're here at twin cities con you've been on our podcast before
1: i have yes not unfortunately
2: (laughs) no No, yeah it was it was a super fun the last time i did i was excited to, yeah. to yeah. get on again
1: i was just recently uh like listening back through some of like our older stuff and i finally came across your episode again sick and uh so i still i yeah. still hold to it that, that was probably the, one of the more fun episodes that we've had wanted-
3: yeah
2: yeah, no, it was as far as like all the podcasts I've done, it was it was different. It hit different. Yeah. You know, we for sure. and I, that was in the era I was going like way over time on all my podcasts too. And like <laughs> so I had to hit like two I think I hit two hours. Well yeah, we because you
1: you were doing uh, WHO interviews and, yeah. uh, and stuff yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's
2: definitely when I was like first started just going crazy on all that. So matter of fact, the the CW interviewed me. Um, they came over to my table and yeah. me. they're going to be posting their thing in like ten minutes probably. Oh hell on, yeah! On their uh, I'm going sh- to I'm going to share media. that too. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely, dude. Yeah, please, thank you. Yeah, yeah. that's that'd be sick. So uh, before
0: we get into like Halo talk, I just want to yeah. talk about we. I think we talked to, about it kind of last night on uh, the podcast recorded. <laughs> if we but can remember. Yeah, we can't really remember. So we had this amazing experience. Not even the first day of the con. Yeah. First time I ever met Bossy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we went to up down for a little bit. And Bossy's like, let's get out of here. Yeah. Like, let's go do something else. Yeah, so let's like, walk right. around. You know, yeah. He's man. like, let's walk around, see what's going on. So we're walking around and uh, your wife's Kenyan, right? Yeah. Yep. And so uh, there's this East African restaurant and he's like, we're going to go in and I'm just going to show you guys. Yeah. The food. Like, we're not going to get anything. I'll just show you what good food looks like. So yeah, like, for- <laughs> Okay. We'll go in there. And uh, there's a Kenyan there who also draws comics. Yeah. And he hears Basi say one word in Swahili, right?
2: Well, I walk in and like, this, this phrase phrase, you know, just greeting
0: someone, Habari, Habari Awako, like, ha- like, how are you doing today or yeah. whatever, you know, just. And yeah. it was just like instant click. Uh, it was this really cool moment that I don't think a lot of people get going to conventions because, you know. If this were me by myself, hundred yeah. percent would have stayed in the hotel, ordered yeah. DoorDash, yep. done nothing. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. The whole night was like this weird connection where it was like, "All right, we're gonna go to up and down. I guess uh, yeah. uh, up down. I guess. All right, we're gonna go with Bossy. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go walk around. Yeah. And then he meets this dude. It just dude, the connection so, was so beautiful. Yeah. No, it it was definitely like very serendipitous,
2: just how it all unplayed like or how it all unfolded. Just hey, let you know, let's go to up down. Okay, cool. Uh, let's go do something else. Okay, cool. And then we like walk down the street at random yeah. and i happened to see the the place and then so yeah so i'm talking to the guy uh kihara and he's just um telling me about his his uh sure his book and stuff and he showed it to me and um Dude. It, it is fire it's like, fire yeah it, it's fantastic oh yeah and apparently i need he had, to
1: get that from you guys later because i do want to check that out yeah no he, yeah. Well,
2: he emailed it to me so i'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll yeah. show you but yeah it's um he he sent me the uh the files i was reading it and it was fantastic and so um long story short like, we're, we're basically going to start working together. Because he, he does real estate and stuff now, so he he, he doesn't really do it anymore. Sure. So it was from, like, 2008. So, basically, I was like, hey, dude, I'll continue to, like, publish your stuff and, like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, so that way, you can continue to tell your stories and make these fantastic comic books without having to, like, sacrifice your time. Like, that's that's one of the services my company provides. So, like, this is actually working out. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is something you want to do. This is something I want to do. Let's do it. Yeah. And but, yeah.
1: I think that's some that's something really cool because, like, walk. The con itself has opened up opportunities for us, for you. Yeah. Uh, it, it's those moments because of the con, not at the con.
2: Yeah. They,
1: they kind of shine a bit more. Kind of yeah. like what we were just talking about. Like, had you met this person at con? Right. Do you think you would have struck up that kind of conversation? No. Uh, possibly,
2: but probably not. Yeah, it was the, like not the setting that we were in. Not in depth. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm getting yeah. at. Is like, yeah.
1: The fact that it's outside of a con, yeah, uh, I think, offered a better opportunity for, I guess, communication rather oh, yeah. like, right. with con. There's yeah. so much going on. There's so yep. much noise. Yeah. You're a bit more conditioned to be like, okay, yeah, not like not trying to be rude, but like I tr- I got to get you through you so I right. So can get, so I can get more person. customers. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: All that. Yeah. For sure.
2: Yeah, especially with uh w- with Kenyans and. Africans and Black people in general, we talk a lot. So it, like, it would, so like we, you know, it, it would just keep going, and like at some point, it's like, all right, we gotta like skedaddle and like whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, now we went in there and we just had the freedom oh, to be dude, able to like awesome. he he let them try some Kenyan tea. Oh yeah, they, they went and got some.
0: Would you guys get chapati? Uh, the flatbread. I, uh, we got that and the uh the pockets. The, simo- the samosas. Yeah, we got uh, chicken and beef. Yeah, they got the oh, samosas. Were- so <laughs> it's fantastic. If, if, if we good. get chance yeah. to go back, I think Austin wants to go back because that yeah. was number one, great experience. Number yeah. two. Great food, yeah. I would have absolutely. I'm a little white boy. I would have never gone into an East African restaurant. So that was awesome. And that's what I was. That was the lesson
2: of the night. Like, just be. Not not necessarily be spontaneous. What was be I saying?
0: Open. Uh, those those thoughts. The intrusive yeah, thoughts. Intrusive like thoughts. When you
2: do them, well, but yeah. to some extent, all like well. Do like seventy percent of your intrusive thoughts. Yeah, sure. the ones like,
0: that aren't going to get you hurt. Yeah, like, <laughs> like just, if there's a, if there's a restaurant, yeah, I'm gonna go see what this is like. Yeah, Walk in
2: exactly. Yeah, just like do it. Like just, uh, there was a movie called Yes Man with Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah, love that movie. Ba- basically, like that. Like just start saying yes to stuff. Yeah. Sometimes say no to things, which was the point of the movie too. Like at the end, he was like, "That doesn't mean say yes to one hundred percent of everything, but just start saying yes more." So someone's
0: gonna offer me some stuff in the bathroom later. I'm gonna be like, "Son of a right,
1: son of a bitch!" I have to say, "You motherfucker!" (laughs) This is your one job. I've never hit my (laughs) camera before.
0: Just
2: takes out the camera completely.
1: Austin's
0: like, damn it, we have to buy another That's gonna one That's going to look yeah. great on it's camera, It's going to be though. beautiful. I just backhanded <laughs> it's, it's, Trevor. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, the whole reason we got you over here yeah. was because last time we were on the podcast, yes. you guys talked about Halo. Yeah. Austin was supposed to play Halo. Uh-huh. And not and not have,
1: just supposed. He promised. Yeah. This is and, on recording.
0: Yep, this man finished Halo 1 and was like, I didn't like it. He didn't because well, the what? Warthog, the Warthog oh. at the very end. He hated. He did not like the warhog. That's at the very end. a
1: fucking staple. He's going to be real disappointed about Halo Three. <laughs> no Halo
0: Reach. The, the controlling for the, the warhog in yeah. Halo One was terrible. It was a it was a it little, was too light. It was a little wild. Yeah, Halo Two really they honed didn't honed have it a brake button. Three
2: they didn't have like yeah. They, it definitely tightened and up in if Halo they, Two and Three.
1: That's the problem with any vehicle in Halo because you use the stick to ac- accelerate, not the triggers. Yeah, right. But like
2: in in Halo Two and Three. They introduced the brake button. So you could like Yeah, there's a button in there. You it. could like kind of drift and I like break yourself, it. whatever. But yeah. like you didn't use that? Oh, you're Not. probably a terrible driver. <laughs> no, I'm a great no? driver. Oh wow. Okay. You're just they don't give wow.
1: you time to use
2: brake. <laughs> For me, uh. they do. I, I don't know about you, but I'd be I'd be using that thing. But yeah,
0: no, so I, I understand that,
2: but he can't yeah. judge the game off of yeah. that. That's... Halo
0: one, I think slowest of all
2: yeah. of them. Very slow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But Halo Two. Yeah. I think once he plays that, he's going to be like, oh, dude, I love this. Yeah, yep. Halo Halo 2.
2: Halo 2 is the best one. Oh, Fem Deadpool.
0: That's cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody's going to see that on camera. (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah, no, Halo is like, it was like one of my favorite games for, it was my favorite game for like from the age of five to like when did i play mass effect because that's when it started like mass effect was the only game to ever oh, really that's contend gonna be with like, that uh, t- probably 2008 2008? but yeah. i didn't play it until mass effect 3 was about to come out so like oh shit. so 2012 maybe yeah 2012, 2012 yeah. 2013 something, yeah. Like. something like that so around that is when i was like ooh, uh, i might like this as much as halo
0: so favorite halo then what's your favorite halo game
2: there's, it's difficult to say because there's different things about each one. I would say yeah, if I, fair. if I had to just hop on one, I'd probably, well, okay. If I was just going to hop on one, it would be infinite because that's the most recent one. But yeah, like, that's fair. if I, if you were to say, Hey, we're going to play something for like nostalgic purposes, probably hop on Halo two or three,
0: um, reach
2: re- I was just going to say yeah, reach, reach is, is like. That's it. That's not only a nostalgic thing. That's like nostalgia. It's a great freaking game. Oh yeah, the campaign was yeah, like was just awesome. everything about it was was good. Yep. it was fairly balanced from what I remember. Like yeah,
1: I mean it, it was, see, I'm more introduced, of the, like, uh, the
0: grav shield or like the, yeah, uh, the armor lock. Yeah, all the
2: Spartan abilities See, yeah, but, I'm
1: more of the uh, Halo Wars. I don't think it gets enough like a Halo love. Wars yeah. is good. No, yeah, absolutely. Halo like, Wars is fantastic. The campaign as as a co op campaign was really fun. I never oh, did yeah. the co-op campaign. Co-op either. campaign Dude. was yeah? awesome. So, so the issue I have with Halo Wars is they release certain achievements out with that game. Yeah. So, like one of the, one of the achievements you get is you have to run over so many grunts.
2: Oh, with the yeah. with Warthog. the warhawk, yeah. and this yep, isn't the first mission. Yeah. It,
1: it's so hard to do, and yeah. it's supposed to be easier with co-op. Right, but it's not. And and the whole problem is. You got to run over the grunts. There's only so many in the game. Yep. Run them over, and then get your warthog out of there before it starts shooting any. Because right. then it just exactly. Ruins it.
0: Yep. Exactly. Yeah.
1: But um,
0: Halo Wars cutscenes were always just phenomenal. Fucking top yeah. tier.
2: Phenomenal. I don't know why they made the show. I don't oh know why they dad made dad the show. Period. <laughs> but I don't know why they didn't. Like, just do like an animated show. Like, yeah, like, because the quality of their, yeah, the quality of those cutscenes. Like, dude, that's
0: a movie. Yeah. Like, literally, legitimately. Like, the fight scenes. We were talking about this actually on yeah, the way yeah, to up, down, yeah. uh, how the show doesn't feel like Halo. Like, it's entertaining. Have you seen it? But it doesn't.
1: I own the Steelbook.
0: Yeah. I think this man liked it. I actually did like it. Did you, okay. Bossy brought up a good point. Did you like it as a Halo show or that right. it was entertaining?
1: It was entertaining. Okay, okay yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Halo yeah. show yeah. Yeah. terrible. Yeah. Uh, I will say there are moments uh, in that show that had me like super pumped, like
2: Ep- uh, episode three when they were in that big battle and it was like very Halo, very yeah. video yeah. game. Yeah,
1: or then, um, <laughs> it's been out long enough. I'm just gonna go full spoilers yeah, on oh it. Spoiler but, alert. Like um, put it in post when Kai was chasing after Halsey. Yeah, it, like chief and Kai were fighting the other spartans right uh Kai takes off after halsey she's trying to escape and take mm-hmm. off and mm-hmm. just that scene of her just like running along the runway and then hopping up i'm like oh shit <laughs> yeah
2: oh buddy all, all of the way that they portrayed spartans as super soldiers they nailed oh my goodness yeah, yeah like oh they're yes. running alongside a speeding warthog like through a battlefield like That's- accurate yeah. yeah.
0: They're, they're flipping all of these things and, like, just doing super soldier stuff, like, accurate. I don't think people understand what, spot, like, Spartans were. Like, Dude. they were fucking terrifying. Literally. They were a weapon.
2: That's why in, in Reach, when George is, like, trying to connect with this person, she's like, they, I, like, eh. who are you? Why would you yeah. care about me? And Emil was like, he forgets what he is sometimes. Like, they
0: literally, they were... They were weapons. Terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And, and Especially John, in
2: their armor. Like, even
0: outside of their armor. They, they were, f- yeah. John, in the books, was... A fucking a menace, savage, dude. bro. Like there's no remorse. I, I haven't read the books, but I've read through the part where. Like, what? Well, somebody, then how do you know? <laughs> somebody had posted yeah. like the part where he's like getting picked on in the gym. Oh he's, like, yeah, first getting into the super soldiers, dude, and they're they're just normal soldiers. That is my Funny favorite boy. scene. Like, okay,
2: first of all, they're not they weren't normal. so they were ODSTs. Oh yeah, they were ODSTs. And that so like ODSTs for me because I love ODST the game. Oh yeah. You know? yeah, like I know probably everything there is to know about Halo lore. You know, like pre halo four like before they started doing all the foreigner stuff but so like the odsts dude like that's like so like there's marines there's like navy seals there's whatever and and then like odst yeah, are like and then spartans yeah and then spartans so like odst were the spartans of that time yeah and so to see four of them just just get molly like <laughs> by a 14 year old kid yeah yeah that really set the tone of like who are these guys
1: and then it, like, the best part this? about oh, yeah. that is is that moment didn't come from the games yeah at all Nope, nope. It, it came straight from a book yep that became official and uh, that moment right there has been so um ingrained in the lore it's yeah. it's been brought up yeah, multiple yeah. times in the book um i think in a couple animated it's features. such an iconic moment like it is. It is. And then, Hunt the truth.
0: Yeah, it would be yeah. awesome to get like somebody to do like a full show based on the books. To, okay, yeah. so
2: that's my issue with the with the show. Why did you not just do that? Like yeah. you could have just cop. You don't have to change anything. Yeah, just read the book. So and just write it in script form and yeah. then just have
1: them act it out. Like so, yeah. it's you not don't like even Like, need a like you, yeah. you, you have all this. Me we, and Austin yeah. like, we, talked about it several times. Like. You have it all. Yeah. Use it. Yeah. yeah. I that's, think,
2: that's with any like video game adaptation. Of, video, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Books. Yeah. Like
0: If you have a book, if you have a video game, if you have source material,
2: yeah. just use just it. Just use it.
0: That's the the problem with The Witcher right now, too. Oh, yeah. Is that they're like staring yeah. for... Yeah. Uh, Henry Cavill, they were like, yeah, yeah we don't want you and he's, because you fucking nitpick yeah. everything we want to do. Yeah. Because, because like, the, I know what the fans it's want. It's like, oh, like, so what? you guys are going to just lose followers over right, this yeah. now?
3: Right, yeah. Because Stupid. who here watches The Witcher
1: anymore? Well, I... And so
0: <laughs> I
2: watched the last season and I you was got, like
1: you had a difference in in how things are made though. So you got Resident Evil that does uh like, hey, this is all fans. We love the games, yeah. and, and we're gonna stay true to it. Then they come out with Welcome to Raccoon City, where it was a purely fan service movie, but yeah. they wanted to make it their own and completely fucked that up. Yes, yeah, yeah. very bad. With Halo, you had people that are like we didn't look up anything. Yeah, nothing.
0: We've never played the game. We never read any books. If maybe they had done it, but not used Master Chief, a different Spartan. Maybe, maybe that would have worked. They could give have, me
2: fucking Kurt. They could have done it with a completely different Spartan yeah. team, and everything okay. would have been acceptable.
0: Because it's still in the universe, as long as you follow and the rules of the universe. And just use a different AI. Yeah, yeah, use a different AI.
2: Yeah. Use a different... You know what I'm saying? Just swap yeah. it out. Instead of like, oh this Fucking is a different timeline like cortana at all yeah this is a different timeline like, What the just like,
1: give us um crimson squad from halo wars right yeah, yeah. That exactly yeah. Work like, perfectly. exactly amazing follow the
0: rules follow like the terminology don't name a warthog like a puma or anything <laughs>
2: but <Chupa> like, <laughs> how
1: about
2: Chupa- that chupacabra <laughs> chupacabra that actually
0: is, that that's kind of that's kind of hard though i'm not gonna lie chupacabra that was my nickname in high school just joking I'd, I'd made the joke yesterday. We actually brought up Chupacabra in the apartment yesterday. Yeah. it's wild.
2: You guys just casually talk about Chupacabra? Yeah, we're just yeah. like, hey, we're, yeah. you know, we're white. We like there that spooky
0: shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're white. We like spooky shit.
0: Spooky season. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So you enjoying the con so far? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty
2: cool. Nice. Uh, China, my mission is to get over to Ross Marquand. Who, Marquand Ross? I was just going to say, I get his name right now. I always flip it around because, like, Marquand is like the blood. You're laughing. So when I (laughs) met him, when I met him, I went up to his table We are just talking Super nice guy yeah. Oh, yeah Very genuine And I told him I was like dude Mark Kwand is like The blackest name I have ever seen In my life <laughs> And he Like he was laughing He was like Why is that I was like dude I don't know But you're invited To the cookout Like I <laughs> and, uh, He's and like,
1: so, I can't explain it Yeah it's just... <laughs> it's
2: just black Like so But he So ever since then Though I've been Switching his name And calling him Mark Kwand Ross And oh. I, I realized it On there When I did the podcast And I don't even know If I realized it While we were recording You did Did I? I was like yeah. I'm yeah. calling him his but it name it took backwards. a while it and we just minute. let you do it <laughs> i said it like 20 times and then i was just like wait a minute no it's ross marquand but at this point ross yeah. you're just marquand to me also my excuse is that i'm in the army so like i call everybody by their last name yeah. so it's, boom, a solid it out. That's it's a solid, a solid out. out yeah you can't say nothing to that hoorah yeah hoorah i'm just kidding i'm not a marine no. <laughs> but you can say it right not nah, so we got hua in the in the hua? army yeah hua Nice. Huh, huh. Sometimes you don't pronounce it at all. It's just "huh." We have "uh help." That's
0: civilian talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the it, one we use. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, he's like just speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> You're... I got guns.
2: Not Coast Guard. Co- <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the Coast Guard. Help. <laughs> yeah. Navy, help A- us, and the and the Air Force. Help, help. Hey, they shot down my yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, <the fuck? laughs> Trevor's like oh, chair force. Aww.
2: But
1: yeah, there's a lot of good cosplay here, though. There's a lot of great
0: cosplay here.
1: Uh, I kept telling everyone, like, yesterday, um, I saw everyone in, like, Ghost and ODSC. I'm like, fuck, I should have just brought all my security gear and and came as Umbrella. That's what I was
2: going to say. So I have uh, have my OCP pants, some boots. I have a, uh, a plate carrier with, like, a mag clip and, like, all this stuff and, like, I have a fit that I could have brought, but I was like, eh, I'm not here to cosplay. Like, I'm here to make money, and you like, I didn't both. want to be. I didn't want to be uncomfortable." Was what have you thing. cosplayed one of your own characters? Have you had anyone cosplay co- a character of yours? Not yet. I'm trying oh. to. If anybody wants to do that, definitely let yeah. me know. And we uh, can make some videos. All, you know. I
1: can't. You yeah. can't what? <laughs> oh,
2: because they're all black.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point.
2: <laughs> so actually, okay, do you I have a, token a new white book. Character? I have a new book, not token, but I have. So I have a new book. Um, I have a partnership with professional race car driver Colin Garrett. Shout out to the Hell 11, yeah. to the 1111 Veteran Project and uh, and Rooster Hall Racing. Um, they we they've been phenomenal. We've been working together on this on this uh, graphic novel that we're about to put out uh, January February. We're running a crowd fund crowdfunder for it right now. Um, but it's, it's like a cyberpunk dystopian oh, thing. Is that What's it called? Uh, Regicide. OK,
0: so you had the. the Yeah. The what was it? The prologue? No.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, ha- I had some copies of the prologue um, that I was selling for like five bucks just to get in the, the QR code for the crowdfunder was in there and stuff. Sure. So, yep. you know, just promotional stuff. And so, yeah, I was talking about that. That's my main mission right now, because the crowdfunder is going, yep. trying to push people towards that and um, just raise awareness for it and stuff, too. But there's white people in that one yes so
0: yeah score so, we're gonna cosplay as your characters now
2: yeah no absolutely i didn't feel bad that there was no white people but i was like ah, you know it'd be cool to have because a lot of my friends are white you know they yeah. want to support so, so like, like you know ah. i yeah but hey what's going on brother? uh so <laughs> the uh <laughs> he uh <laughs> uh so no but there's a um his the the race car driver colin he's in the book he's he's the the yeah. main yeah the main white guy he's my white boy and uh <laughs> so my white boy. yeah and so um, we all aspire to be yeah there you go <laughs> and so i want i want ross to voice act him yes that's That'd right really i cool. remember you yeah. saying yeah so I, I i want that to happen so i'm gonna go over there and talk to him and be like hey you want to hook up? yeah we already well, i wouldn't say it like that no, that's weird yeah. yeah so we
1: already went and talked to ming um probably gonna talk to him later or if anything have him swing by tomorrow um but we were just talking about like swinging by and talking to the other guests as well ross being one of them we won't follow up after last con and what we all got to do and hang yeah. out and yeah, yeah. nerd with. So. Sick. Cool.
0: Wait,
2: well, hey, thanks for well, having yeah. me out here, bro. Thank
1: you we for being on here. Absolutely.
0: Uh, We'll let you get back to your booth so you yeah, can definitely. start selling yeah. more. Absolutely. So thank you for yep. being on the show. Again. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for talking about sure. Halo. It's always a good time. With Austin. You guys. It's always a good time. <laughs> We're
1: gonna go more in depth. Yeah. I, I don't feel like we yeah. scratch this time the next surface. year. You
0: better have beaten every Bruh. single fucking Halo by the game. end of the year. I'm talking even Spartan Assault by but the end of this year. You gotta fucking beat That's Spartan realistic. Assault.
2: No, don't don't do that. <laughs> no. But Halo Halo two and three you gotta finish. Okay. Yeah. You'll love Halo two. But when you get through those, you'll want to play ODST. You'll want to play Reach. Oh, you'll want to play. And Reach. then stop at four. Don't play that
0: one. Yeah, don't play four or
2: five. No, you gotta yeah. play
1: four. Garbage. You don't have to. Or Infinite. It had, it had good moments.
0: That's not how you sell a game. It's like the, <laughs> it, it's like the show though. Like
2: it, it's entertaining. Yeah. Like it's you know. But dude, okay. it'll get you by. The first mission though, when the freaking Covenant ship like just blew up, but it literally just came apart like a puzzle. Like mm-hmm. I was like, dog, for real. Come like, on. that's crazy But alright you guys all right. yeah. well thank you I appreciate you have a yep. good con and yep. have, we'll have a see good one you, yep. you too
4: so we definitely had guests on we've had many guests on the 78 episodes of this podcast now but I don't think we've ever had a guest on back to back episodes so welcome hey alright uh, we talked to a little bit uh, to, mm-hmm. to a, a girl named Rain earlier um, and we asked her like what her brand of nerd is What do you think your brand of nerd is? Like, obviously, mine's pro wrestling. What is your brand of nerd?
5: Craft beers. Craft beers. You're not (laughs) far off. Uh, The eclectic nerd.
4: The eclectic nerd? Yeah. Okay.
5: Like, for for Annika, she loved the movie Strange Brew. Okay. And a lot of people either haven't heard of it or didn't like it. So, she's like, what? You love Strange Brew? I'm like, yeah. Or, you know, just little things that we munchos the baked um potato crisp it's Ooh. not a chip it's a crisp she loves them okay like just little things like that a like, little off the wall um knows a little bit about i've made her more of a nerd now okay because of that but uh, like the star wars movies we watched them with nolan when he was little so now she knows them yeah you know like i force her to watch a lot of things she'd rather not watch and then periodically i hear her going that's that's actually pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I think the thing is is like you don't become a nerd over time, you're always a nerd. It's yeah. just finding your Even if you think you find something that's like normally I wouldn't watch this with you know until someone makes me watch it. I don't think it's necessarily making someone watch it. I think it's they were looking for a reason or an excuse to be able to watch that yeah. and have that be appropriate for them to watch and then they can just say oh yeah like i'm comfortable watching this around somebody else who also loves to do this yep Yep. just
5: never exposed or not as exposed as often yeah Yeah. I, i
1: think uh i think everyone has their little nerd pockets
4: and and one of the my favorite things in the world is being able to share my little nerd pocket with everybody else like obviously uh you know pro wrestling i like to share that with as many people as possible amy's would be like figure skating and so she's gotten me into that and so yeah that when you get an opportunity to share your your passions with everyone and I think like being at a convention that's that's the perfect opportunity to do it it's like hey I'm into anime and you're into pro wrestling and like uh, I think you might like this because of this and and, and then you like how would, awesome. would we combine these worlds how would we combine anime and pro wrestling it's like well there's tiger mask but then there's also like guys like Kenny Omega who is like a living anime character and so uh, it's like how do I how would I find common ground with this person who m- may seem like the complete opposite of me And, and ha- but they're sharing their passions with me and now they make me want to dive deep into that it's, uh, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a cool melting pot of, of different fandoms uh, every time we come to one of these conventions
1: yeah. I think um, it's always funny see- like coming up to somebody or talking to somebody and they're like, "Well, oh, this is new. This is great. This is crazy. Like, there's so many people that me and Corey talked to on our rounds of doing like uh, different cards. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. This is my first con. Yeah. Like we ran into an artist who this is the first con here. Um, they were looking to be at Des Moines Con. Couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. So they applied for next year's. Yeah. Like it's just cool to see how yeah. many people like this is their first.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And then you have people like we talked to rain earlier. She's 16 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, she has been going to cons since 2018. So like when she was 10 or 11 years old and she's from North Carolina flew out for this one because she has friends here in Minneapolis. And so this was like a birthday present to herself. And, um, yeah. So you have like, even young, young veterans of Con that come, you know, specifically for a, a, a small number of celebrities or uh, come just because, you know, they, they know someone here and this is how they want to spend their weekend, which is I think is super, super cool. Um, and I know we bring this, this quote up all the time, but it, like Ming Chen said, like this never gets old.
1: No, it's yeah. still like we're exhausted. We're
3: worn exhausted out.
1: Exhausted. And so <laughs> Substantial
4: substances, <laughs> well, still flowing through my veins. All legal, making me sleepy. All legal, all legal.
1: No, um, mm. yeah, it's just, man, this is fun.
4: And it's just, it's just wall to wall busy too, which I love.
1: Yeah, I mean, as tired as we are, as much engagement as we get, whether it be little or a lot. It's just fun to be around this place and it's just fun to, I don't know, like right now we're recording, we're talking, but like you can look out, you can watch people walk by and... Is that Jade
4: from Mortal Kombat? Yes, it is. Oh, it's so sick. Um, (laughs) Is there a particular vendor or even celebrity that you've uh, met in the last couple days that you've been here that you were really excited to see? Not especially. Besides ice Cream did. Sunday podcast.
5: Well, yeah, the ice cream Sunday podcast. I um, saw Timothy Zahn. I read a couple of his books back in the early nineties. Um, before this, well, he was the first to uh, be released to write Star Wars stuff after George Lucas kind of cool. sold off. Um, so I had a book signed. Um, there's a few celebrities that I'd like to get a look at, but nothing that I'm going to pay. I, my particular nerddom is just far enough it's like everything else i'm just far enough in doubt so much but i don't cross the line into like straight
4: sure jack of all pure fandom Yeah. jack so, of all so, fandoms master of none so yeah
5: i can i can talk with a fan and be right along with them but if you get into the super fan thing i'm like mm,
1: i'm lost some some love that though yeah like i think there are a few uh Genuinely legitimate like celebrity guys here that are just like, yeah, this is great. Like, I love all of this. Like David McCormick.
4: Trevor and I are a big fan of you. Can you talk a little bit about your past life as Kyle Griffin?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kyle Griffin, the EFED legend. Um, legend, sure. So we Sensation. talked a little bit
4: about EFED when mm-hmm. Zach Seward was on. We talked a little bit about it when Dustin was on. Uh, for those that don't know, kind of explain how you got started in EFED and even what it is.
5: EFED, the, uh, the uh, digital version of people be pretending
4: to be wrestlers. Yeah. Um. It's like a weird online role it is. play.
5: It, and that's exactly what it is. My,
1: We're LARPing wrestlers.
5: Pretty much. Yeah. It yeah. is. It is. And, yeah, uh.
4: Pretending to be little tough guys.
5: <laughs> it's exactly what it is. It's you're all us guys who thought about it and dreamt about doing professional wrestling and just never did it yeah and this way we can pretend that we did and make up our move sets and, yeah yeah and our what we're gonna wear into the ring and read somebody else type it out that that's what they did the thing you know, then that- so yeah I, I got into it when uh, uh, one of my buddies was started in nwa okay he's like oh you should do this you like this and so i'm like I got nothing going on. I was who was
4: the the guy that introduced you to EFED?
5: Chris McNeil, Maniac oh, Marine. Oh, Maniac
4: Marine. He, he and I grew up together in Eau Claire That's, for a couple well, years. I totally forgot about that. Yes.
5: And we actually talked about joining uh, Jim Gagne's Pillars of Power Wrestling in Eau Claire.
4: Wow. And I
5: we called up a couple times and I had the money once and my ex-wife spent it all on Mary Kay. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm not going yep. Yeah. yeah, so that we always talked about it. It's like, hey, this is a chance. Like, we can pretend to do this. Yeah. All right, so...
4: So, I mean, me I'm still in. in one EFED. I don't write anymore, which is, like, I guess would be the role-playing equivalent of, like, a dungeon master. You know, I, I <laughs> yes. used to write the matches and put the cards together and do all the stories. Um, I'm still in an EFED called Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to Jim Cornette. And uh, they are legitimate pro wrestlers that have had, like, NXT tryouts in there. And they just... Do the eFed because on indie shows you don't a lot of the time have those storylines where you get an opportunity to cut those promos. It's usually just like it's just matches, you know. Right. And so they get into these eFeds to flex their creative muscles because it's all video podcasts in this e- or off all video promos in this eFed, and they have an opportunity to get in front of a camera and kind of get out those nerves that they would have in front of a live audience and awesome. practice, kinda uh create their character. And then you uh you get into those groups with them and then you do your promo and they're like, have you ever done pro wrestling? And for guys like me, like I have a little bit, you know, very, very few matches, but they're like, dude, this could be on this could be on television. Like, I don't know if I'm that good, but I, I appreciate okay. the ass kissing.
5: Well I remember the first time first couple written ones. And when we first started it was literally guys going, um You know the, the script they're writing was you suck I'll win I'm like um that's the best you got
4: yeah you know and so
5: we were some of the first ones when we all started coming in in that time frame that actually started writing backgrounds a little bit like where's the guy from you know where is he in the building yep you know or he's standing in front of the. Catering table and picking out pretzels or something when somebody walks by. Like, so we still gave a little background, gave a little picture, and yep. all of like, wow, oh, that's a really good promo. And so everybody starts doing that, and so we start getting further and further. Yep. Then guys are like, I don't have time to write this. Exactly. I'm driving to work. I'm going to record this. Yep. So then we got all the video um, promos, and then some people are the audio promos, and people are like, I'm going to videotape. I'm like, uh oh. So, so now we get a visual of who these people are. And some people did great at it, and some people couldn't pull it off just because it's really hard for a guy who's six foot to pull off a six eight monster.
4: Yep.
1: <laughs> one, it's fun. But. I mean, one of the things I like doing when I came in was uh, the fact that at this point, you guys have been doing it for a while. Yeah. And I love the fact that at that point, everyone had their own like um, niche on how they wanted to approach their promos. Of course. Yeah, So it was... You know, some guys were purely just writing it out. Mm -hmm. Other guys were audio. Other guys were video. Uh, Quite a few of us jumped around to different styles. Um, What I enjoyed, or at least the way I approached it, was I was very much reactionary. Yep. And I remember Austin telling this story about how I think my first match was against you. Yep. Yep. I believe so. And I think you were wondering, man, is is he going to be good at it? You showed it to John. Yeah. And John was like, he's fine.
4: Yeah. So the the Fed that I'm in now is all storyline based. So it doesn't really matter if you win or lose and they don't. It's not, it's not like, hey, your promo was better. So it's so it can be frustrating for guys that come from uh, competition feds, like the ones that I ran, where we we judge them based on like who they we think is promo? better. Um, and we reward them with a win because their promos were better. So the way that I judged when I was running my feds is if you do a written promo, I what I want in those written promos are exactly like what you said. You're setting the scene. Where are you in the building? Or where are you... Uh, delivering this promo? And can you add action to it? I want to see things in the written that you wouldn't hear in audio or see in video. So I want you to create a world for me and put me in that world. For audio, it's the same thing. Like, Is there passion in your voice that wouldn't carry over in a written promo? Are you putting something into that audio promo that would not translate as well in in written and then in video are you putting it all together am i seeing the passion am i seeing your facial expressions that sort of thing so i judge a lot on are you choosing the right medium for how you're delivering this promo yeah and it can be different every time it can be you can do a video one week and audio the next and just choosing what the best way to convey your message is and uh there was some guys that just incredible. Some of my favorite wrestlers aren't real. Like Some of my favorite wrestlers <laughs> never, are like never Daniel Antoine and Hayden Six and Mr. Will and Chris Hardcore. Got wrestlers that have never existed. Um, but I really, really enjoy their work. So oh, yeah. any opportunity that we get to talk about EFED on this show, um, we welcome it. And then we very briefly talked about coming together for the, the San Antonio trip. Um, and now... You attend both of our weddings, and we had a yes. barbecue at yes. my ex-wife and I's house, and so we hung out a few times. Yes. You're still, still all about this weird ass group I'm, of Iowans. I'm
5: alright with it. Yeah, yeah. No, wait. For the San Antonio trip, people were like, "You're going down with people you've never met." Oh, well, I've known them for five years. Yeah. And I, I like that I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, I know these guys, some things about these guys that probably their other friends don't. Yeah. And yet, at the same time. I've only met him, like, two or three times. Yeah. People are like, it's not weird. I'm like, well. But, you know, like, we knew we had enough of a common bond that we were just going to go down and enjoy ourselves. Yeah. And anything else along the way was droopy. Yeah. And we knew we had 18 hours of driving plus to...
4: I was just going to say that, yeah. To... uh,
5: you know, talk and
4: when you, find something out for you. You well, you drive a little bit by yourself, but once you get to Des Moines and we all get in the same minivan, mm-hmm. it's like 15 hours from Des Moines down to San Antonio and back, so 30 hours round trip. Plus, we're staying in the same hotel room, we're eating meals together. Like in one weekend, you can really get to know a dude. Oh, yeah. um, and we all became the fucking best of friends, or at least kept in contact with each other mm-hmm. to the point where it's like anytime we happen to be in the same city, like we have to hang out. So. Um, and then the, where I moved in Iowa and now Dustin's only like an hour and a half South and he comes up and, um, his oldest son is two years older than my oldest son and they get along super well. And so now we've kind of, the whole family's bonded together and it's, uh, it's just, it's great, man. And, uh, so like, um, Aiden, his youngest son is the exact same age as Phoenix. And so, um, I would love to just get everybody together for a big barbecue again, next summer and, um. Yeah, man. It's just. Uh, it's really cool the bonds that were created on that trip because I knew, and I was friends with Zach and we would talk about pro wrestling when we worked together. But he's become he's become one of my all time best friends. So. Yeah. He's just good people. We've been going 15 minutes. This guy came by our booth earlier and he was like what kind of stories do you tell? And I was telling him like, oh, we've had a recovering alcoholic and cancer survivor. He goes, any you ever had someone that survived a uh, flesh eating bacteria? And I was like, I have not. And he's like, do you want to? So I think he's back to record with us. We'll shut this part of it down. um, And we'll, we'll move on to this gentleman here. So thank you for coming back on, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. A little more coherent than the last episode. (laughs) Awesome. Yes. Thanks man. I appreciate it. Tell us your name and where you're from.
6: Hi, my name's Raina, and I come all the way from North Carolina. Oh, really? Yep.
4: Did you guys fly in
6: from here? I flew in all on my own. Oh, really? Yep. How old are you? I am 16.
1: Wow. So did you already have friends here that were waiting for you?
6: Yeah, I came here with uh, my friend Martin and Skye. They were here, so once I flew in, they picked me up from the airport.
4: So have you been to conventions out in North Carolina?
6: I have been... Going to conventions since, uh, officially since 2018. Oh, wow. And I've gone, I'd say at least over 20 conventions. Holy cow.
4: This is my... If you count Halloween Palooza, it's my third. If you don't, then this is only my second. And both times I was an exhibitor. I've never been just to walk the floor and, uh, you know, do shopping and then things like that. So um, what what first got you interested in going to cons? Was there someone that you wanted to see specifically or was there a cosplay opportunity that you had specifically or what what got you interested in going in the first place?
6: The first time I went to a convention was back in 2016, and my dad, he was in the military at that time, and his work uh, gave him some weekend passes for our whole family. Oh, that's that's cool. cool. And then the second time I went, my friend, her parents volunteered, and she invited me to go with them, and it kind of just went from there.
4: That's very cool. So why Twin Cities Con specifically? What made you fly out here for this?
6: There were some really cool voice actors I wanted to see, and we have friends coming all the way from Canada. Oh, wow.
1: That'll, that'll get you. That's very cool. <laughs> what, so um, what was the main reason for coming out to this one?
6: To see my friends.
1: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome.
6: It's a birthday trip oh, for two okay. of us. Your birthday? My birthday was on the 28th. Oh, well, happy birthday. Oh, okay. Thank you.
4: What's, uh, what were the voice actors that you wanted to see, or who were the voice actors that you were wanted to see?
6: The Avatar voice actors and Monaco Rail.
4: Of course. Yeah. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about your cosplay history. What first got you into it? And maybe what are some of the, your favorite uh, cosplay uh, costumes that you've worn at different conventions and different outings?
6: The first time I cosplayed was back in 2018 for the first convention. And it was just my friends. We all wanted to kind of match and do something fun but i've loved dressing up for years so as soon as we did our first con i kind of just fell in love with it it was a lot of fun and i love a lot of the people in the community lots of people are really sweet
4: what made you fall in love with it what were the things that you liked about the community
6: there's really nice and accepting people around and a lot of the times conventions are a really nice safe space for people and it's very welcoming
4: yeah for sure
1: for sure. What are uh, what are some cosplays you're looking forward to doing later?
6: I am currently working on my first crocheted outfit. So I'm making a huge ball gown all out of crochet. Wow. Um, and it's Anastasia, and it's her Once Upon a December dress. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Dude, that's one of my favorite animated movies, too. That's, that's like next to like Treasure Planet. So She's like
6: my favorite, and so far I've got over... 26 hours on the dress and it's not even halfway done
1: that's awesome i'm excited to see how that turns out thank you
6: i'm really excited to get it done i was supposed to enter it into the cosplay contest and i had a week to do it but because of travel i wasn't able to finish it but next year i'm coming back and so is she
3: hell
4: yeah awesome um the conventions that you've been to out east what were some of those
6: Uh, Raleigh Galaxy Con uh, Fayetteville Comic Con since I'm local to Fayetteville um, because I grew up on Bragg uh, the military base and once we moved off to Fayetteville there was quite a few things to do out there and then once I started going further I went all the way to Concord for Ichiban and all over North Carolina
1: Awesome, awesome. So is this your first out-of-state con?
6: Yes, it is. Oh, that's cool. It's really exciting.
1: Had you
4: traveled by yourself before?
6: Yes, I have. Really? Yeah. I went to go visit a friend in Florida over the summer.
4: Your parents trust you more than they trust me at 34 (laughs) years old. My grandma's like, what are you doing? Why are you going to Miami? That's crazy. (laughs) There's crazy people there. Yeah.
6: There are. (laughs) But we had a lot of fun. We went around uh, Saint Petersburg.
4: Very um, cool.
6: It was a lot of fun. I enjoy getting to visit my friends. What's yeah.
4: the uh, favorite place that you visited?
6: Ooh, I'd have to say, not really visited, but while we were still in the military, our duty station before North Carolina, we lived in Hawaii for oh wow about five or six years, and it was my favorite place. I pretty much grew up there, and the culture and all the people were like family there and it brought me so much joy that's
4: very cool what would you say that your brand of nerd is i feel like conventions are all about nerds i feel like i would definitely consider myself like a pro wrestling nerd um like a video game nerd not nearly as much as he is but a slight video game nerd um but definitely pro wrestling nerd what would you say that your brand of nerd is
6: it's a good mix of everything, but if I had to choose like one, I'd say cartoons. I nice. love watching animated cartoons, but I also do spend my time. I stream on Twitch.
4: Oh really? Yeah. 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 What's your Twitch channel? Uh so
6: Rain the Gremlin. R-A-I-N-E T-H-E G-R-E-M-L-I-N.
1: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'll what check do you, you out. what do you like to stream?
6: I stream Minecraft, um One of the last games I streamed was the Security Breach, Five Nights at Freddy's. I streamed Roblox. Uh, Anything that my friends want to do, we'll stream whatever.
4: That's cool. As long
6: as I get a stream with someone, it brings me a lot of joy.
4: Have you seen the Five Nights at Freddy's
6: movie? I have. I went to go see it for my birthday. It was really good. I, oh my God, it ended off leaving so many questions. And on a cliffhanger, and I was screaming in the theater with my friends.
4: We watched it on Peacock. Uh, my my boy had a birthday party, and I had Trevor and his his boy over, and uh, yeah. all four of our boys watched uh, watched it together. It was it was awesome. Yeah, I thought I, I don't know much about the lore, but for, for just a, a a good horror movie that you can watch like with young kids, I thought it was fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, since we've all seen it, and this has come out. This, come, this will come out in
4: uh, two weeks from the day.
1: Okay, so it, it reaches that window. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with the ending of Five Nights at Freddy's, do you have any theories about a sequel?
6: Definitely. Um, I have heard that um, they're making sure people, like, watch it on Peacock and go to the theaters because uh, they plan on making three movies, so two more after that one. Okay, but
1: do you have any idea, like... Do you have a theory on what's going to happen with any of the characters, if anyone's going to make a return?
6: I'm intrigued to see it. Obviously, Springtrap, he always comes back. Yep. So I'm intrigued to see how they're going to do that with the next movie. And I I really want to know what happens to Vanessa after how they left off.
1: So I was hoping you'd bring that up because uh, I recently saw a theory where Someone said, last we left Vanessa, she was in a coma uh, in a hospital. What if she woke up with no memory of what happened with uh, Mike's character? Oh. But she still remembered what Springtrap taught her. So she took over as being the bad guy. Because that would play into the lore.
6: That would... I haven't heard that That yeah, I'm, I I'm like deep that in the hurt. weeds
1: with like theories about these movies
6: I haven't seen much on any of my For You pages recently so I love to hear it
1: Oh yeah, there, there was another one where they uh, did an easter egg for Scream so like a lot of the lines or um, mannerisms that Matthew Lillard's character yeah. used mm-hmm. were from Scream Interesting yeah, like the the knife wipe. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a scream mm. staple. You know. I got gotcha. you. I
4: got gotcha. you. Any uh, anything else about Twin Cities Con? Anything else that you would want people to know about you?
6: Um, I love cosplaying. I love making friends, and it brings me so much joy when people stop by and ask me questions. I'm always open to talk with people. It's so much fun. I love getting stopped. I love. Just everyone. It's so welcoming at cons and it's such a safe space for a lot of people and it brings me so much joy.
1: These are the kind of people that Ming was talking about when we talked to him. Yep. Um, When we were at Des Moines Con, Ming's like, we had asked Ming, is this something that you want to keep doing? And he says, absolutely. Like, I do this as much as I can. It never gets old. And it's just good to see that not just guests, but Regular patrons come in and they're like, I'll do this every day for the rest of my life if I can,
4: you know. Obviously, being podcasters, we love shouting out other podcasters. I heard, are you dressed as a, are you cosplaying as a podcaster? I
6: am dressed as a character from a a horror podcast called The Magnus Archives. Okay. Her name's Sasha James and... Um, she pretty much died at the archives.
4: Okay. Jesus.
6: It's, it's a really interesting story. Um, but if you love horror fiction podcasts, the Magnus archives is a really good one.
3: Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Rain, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So one of the coolest experiences we've had doing any sort of convention is managing to, uh, shamelessly plug our podcast by giving our cards to guests. Um, With that, we've been incredibly fortunate to talk with people like Ming Chen, uh, Ross Marquand. um, And now you. And now you. And now Shia Gorath himself. What? (laughs) Look how the mighty have fallen. I know. There we go. He wasn't Ah, on.
7: Look how the mighty have fallen. (laughs) At least you can hear me now. (laughs) We're professionals. So...
1: Uh. Um, for people that don't know, what are you most known for?
7: I'm known for different character voices in the video games, like Goreth, Daedric Prince of Madness, or Lucien Lechance of the Dark Brotherhood, or perhaps uh, Mo Cronin from Diamond City, or uh, Fox it. from
3: Fallout,
7: or you know, you uh, know, the Silver Shroud, or <laughs> this guy over here, the uh, Imperial Guard. Who gets to walk around the con all day and go, "Halt, criminal scum! Your stolen goods are now forfeit. Pay the
0: fine, or pay with your blood." That is that is beautiful. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm reliving my Oblivion and Fallout days. So I appreciate that so much.
1: Uh, oh, yes, we've been expecting it.
0: Come right in. Uh,
1: one of my favorite things um, coming into uh, guests is. To see how much they just really embrace their roles, embrace uh, what they're known for, and with Bethesda essentially being a large part of that for you, uh, what was one of your favorite roles Oh, well, that's now a Sophie's
7: choice, isn't it? Picking between those you love. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I love so many different ones. I love Shea Gorath dearly, uh, Lucian Lachance. Uh, the thing is, every character, Hermus uh, who I've been reprising recently in ESO Necrom. Yes. And, of course, then there's uh, Ron Hope, who just came out in uh, Starfield. Yes. Okay. Every yes. time you create a character, it comes from something within you. It's taking a piece of yourself. It's, it's diving into their emotions, their thoughts, building their world, building their background to the point where they are real to you. You are not puppeting something from the outside. You're bringing them from the inside. You are becoming, in a way, that character. So each one of these, I have lived in their shoes. I've lived in their skin. I've felt their emotions. And it does become deeply personal, each and every one of those stories. Sure. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. That's why the creators they love them because if you if you imbue something with your life spirit it becomes like a child of yours, which is why I yep. say it's a Sophie's choice picking amongst them. Who's yeah. your favorite kid? Yeah, huh? <laughs> pick one. That's just not fair. And and even to Meryl Streep, that was just wrong.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What um What was something that you felt like you wanted to do more? than anything else in any type of role. Uh, Would you want to be more of a villain type, a more of a hero type? Well, the
7: thing is, here's
1: the thing about villains.
7: Villains are the heroes of their own story. Yeah, sure. They have their reasons. They have their motivations. They firmly believe that they're in the right, you know, but you, you can't judge a character from the outside. You have to go from their point of view. I've played some rather insidious characters but I always play them knowing that there's a reason for them doing what they do. Why are they at this point? You look at the most angry people in film and the most evil people, unless say, somebody is playing it as a cipher or a shallow cutout and a <laughs> The best villains are the ones you can almost identify with. Yeah, The ones that you almost feel for. Yeah, you know, that some, feels human. Yeah, yeah. something yeah.
1: that's a bit more um, you can relate to them. Yeah.
7: If you have to kill one of my characters in a video game, I want you to have some thoughts and yep. feels about <laughs> it later. Definitely <laughs> you know? done that before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the moment you decided I want to do voice acting?
7: Well, I mean, you you decide you want to do acting because yeah. voice acting is acting. Yeah. You're, you're using your face, you're using your your uh, body, your posture, every part of you is the same as if you would be on stage or you're on film okay but voice acting is an interesting thing because you can be anything yeah let's be honest guys the only place i'm ever going to have six packs abs <laughs> is in animation or video <laughs> games right
3: yeah
0: Felt that. yeah
7: otherwise i'm not going to be buff and cut you know <laughs> the funny thing is i was doing lucy and Lechance. chance mm-hmm. you know and when i first did him in my mind i'm seeing a character who is gaunt stringy hair the epitome of evil, dear child. Love it. And yet they put him in a body that looks like Benjamin Brad, And women were like, <laughs> oh, my God, he has a heart of darkness and he's gorgeous. The perfect man. You know, who knew? <laughs> who knew? But uh, it, it's you you don't. Like I said, these characters, to me, they take on a life. And it's yeah. a life that, you know, like if someone else were to try to take one of my characters, I'd feel terrible. Yeah, I'd feel terrible about that. You know. Sure. And now in the role of no, no, because you don't love them like I do. Yeah. It's like having a girlfriend stolen from you. Fine, go with him, but he'll never love you the way I loved you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? Um, what would you say? Like, uh, as far as inspirations go, or, or um, other colleagues that that kind of helped
7: you get where you were like well i mean you look up to and you and you really love certain people you know and what they do i mean you don't have to look farther than the batman series to see what kevin conroy was able to bring yeah. out in batman yeah which right. wasn't just the dark avenger there was humanity there yep look at the joker by mark hamill mark and anything hamill. that mark hamill does oh yeah mark hamill dives in so completely into everything he does he disappears did you see him recently in uh the uh, House of,
1: uh, fall, of House of I, fall of the House of
7: Usher. Fall of the House of Usher. You know, seen it yet. amazing stuff. Yeah. The but I mean, acting wise, there are actors who can sort of play themselves in every little thing, but then there are ones who disappear, like a Gary Oldman. Yeah. Who becomes, becomes whoever he is. He's playing a character right now who's like a dumpy middle-aged man in a series, and he lets himself go for that. He's gotten gone. Look at uh, Christian Bale. Oh yeah, Christian who Bell. transforms himself completely? This is my goal in every role that I do, as far as video games are concerned. Because as you can see, I play a number of different characters. Yeah. If people don't know I play all those different characters, then I'm happy <laughs> that if they can listen to Oblivion and at first, a lot of the race vocal races were the same. Yep. But eventually, we started allowing me to do different things. That you don't know that Scribe Bigsley is the same person as Fox delights me. Yeah. That you don't know that Shea Gorth and Lucy and the Chance are the same person or that Mo Cronin and the Silver Shroud are the same guy. I I want different tones, different levels, different intonations, different humans with different motivations. Yeah. So, and each one of them are deeply personal to me when I'm in the moment of the character.
1: Is there something that uh, you wish was done differently in terms of anything you've ever done or... Uh, Well, I mean, sometimes you have
7: happy accidents. Like if you go into the Shivering Isles yep. in Oblivion and you see a, an Imperial Guard outside who has a terrible cold and you're like, wow, they're so method, the wind and the rain and all this and this. Gu- I had a terrible cold that day. <laughs> you use what you have uh, at the moment. Um, Game-wise, I would have loved to have played in Red Dead Redemption. That's you know?
1: actually Austin's, one of Austin's favorite games, too. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic game. I would
7: love to be in a Red Dead Redemption game.
1: What kind of character would you want to play? Well, again,
7: they're always the hero of your own story. Of Whether it's a hero or a villain, it doesn't matter. All I would want is something I could uh, sink my teeth into, but it doesn't matter the size of the role. What matters is how much that role in that moment matters to you, and can you make somebody remember you? Even a shopkeeper. There may have been memorable
4: shopkeepers somewhere along the way. Of course. Yeah. I had a question for you. When you sign on to like a Skyrim or a Fallout, is there direction that is given to you that we want the character to sound like this? Or are you coming up with that from scratch? It depends. It depends. Like, let's do a case in point with Shea Gorath. Sure.
7: When they came to me with Shea Gorath, they were like, they want somebody who could be mercurial who could uh, be, make you laugh or make you afraid. And they were saying, maybe a stand-up like a Robin Williams. And I thought about it, and I'm like, no, Robin Williams is too cuddly. He'd never make a good share of how I'll skip rope with your entrails. <laughs>
3: it didn't seem right.
7: And I thought, well, if we want to go with stand-up, who's the stand-up that will make me laugh, but I also think might kick my ass. And I started thinking about Billy Connolly, a Scottish comedian. Yes. Oh, Justin, sure, yeah. The best. Yes. So I didn't want to do an impression of Billy Connolly, but he became my spirit animal. For the Scottish side of Shea Then I thought, I don't want to be straight up Scottish. He wouldn't be Scottish. Well, I knew some folks from a place called the Irish Channel. And a fellow by the name of Tom Stack. So I started taking some of the Irish from him. And the next thing you know, I'm mixing some Irish, mixing some Scottish. And when he becomes malevolent, he drops it all together. Because it's all affectation. So I created that. And I have to say, Todd Howard, when they told me, he said he started playing it, he was like, where's this coming from? And he wasn't quite sure. But the more he played it, the more he liked it. And that's who Shea Gorath became. (laughs) Uh, So I was able to... They gave me about a week or so to play with it and to figure things out. That's danger, Will Robinson. Give me some time to delve deeply into a character, and I'm going to go... What is the term that Confucius used to say?
1: Balls deep. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, a couple of questions I had was... um... Would you say Boondock Saints contributed to uh, Billy Connolly's like, um, influence on you, as far as your character Billy goes? Billy Connolly's
7: influence on me mostly comes from his stand-up comedy. Okay. Uh, from the, the stand-up comedy. The Boondock Saints is an actor. He's a terrific actor. Sure. He can do anything. He can frighten. He can do this. But I wasn't basing it on that. I was basing it on the comedy that he does. Is there any and specific... And his timing. Listen. Comic timing can be violent. Comic timing has to be razor sharp. Comic timing has to lull you in and then punch you, (laughs) you know? And that's where I got some of that from Shea Gorath. I wanted you not to know where he's coming from. I wanted him to be up one minute, down the next, melancholy, crazy, violent, you know, menacing and malevolent. I wanted all those things. I wanted to keep you off kilter, which is one of the reasons I swapped out accents. Which I thought was hilarious because you were like, what region is this guy from? <laughs> First of all, he's not from any region. It's all affectation for him. Yeah. yeah. But secondly, I was doing it on purpose. Listen to Shale and try to figure out where he's Irish, where he's Scottish, and yeah. where he's nothing. Uh, one of the best lines to do that is where he talks about brain pie. Yeah. You know? And he's like, with well, little little Irish, it's like, you know... Brain pie, and then perfect. <laughs> care to donate? <laughs> so, in those three little islands. words, you get the Irish, the Scottish, and then malevolence. Do you care to donate? You, uh, you talked about a book. What's yes, the book my niece is with me here today. She's okay. from uh, Minneapolis. Awesome. And um, here's the thing: my brother, uh, his name was Jason French. Okay. And Jason was killed when he was 26, uh, wow. walking back from Minneapolis to Anoka, sure. hit by a drunk driver. Oh. Uh, but the baby girl they had that I never knew of was given up for adoption. Aww. I found this out years later when she went searching her birth parents and all this, and she found me. And she reached out to me. So the past five, six years, she and I have been conversing, Right. Wow. And uh, she now goes, I found out she goes by the pen name of E.L. Holly, And she does these books called Finding Fay. And she told me, and she gives me way too much credit for this, because this is all her imagination. It's a three-book series oh, yeah. so far, and people just love it. But she was, like, talking about wanting to do a character who finds out she's adopted, and she doesn't know where to take. I said, who's to say if she's adopted that the parents had to be human? Offhanded comment for me, but for her, brains started going. And she thought, what if they're fairy folk? What if it's a whole other world that she finds herself into and this adopted girl did not know? That's awesome. And finds out more about herself. That's what this first book is all about. And there she is on the back. You can take a look at her there. But she's been here today giving books out, signing. There are some people who have been more excited to see her than they are to see (laughs) me. And you know what? I... (laughs) agree <laughs> so I encourage you guys you want to f- read something that's pretty cool it's good for young uh, readers it's good for adult readers that are into fantasy and a good story finding Faye by l Holly is the uh the beginning of it she's also got a twist of Fay and fate of the Fay uh, in the trilogy and I can't wait for Spielberg to get a hold of it and turn oh, yeah. it into the, I mean seriously it- everybody looks at his Avoir and they're like He's missing a fairy movie.
1: He is. I mean, if you're wanting something original, this would definitely oh, yeah. tick that oh, box.
7: And she's wonderful. Hey, Kristen. Kristen. Oh, she. <laughs>
1: she's. I think she's a little distracted. No, she's not having... her.
7: Her. Come over here. I'm, <laughs> this this is Kristen. I was in telling your whole story, oh. but. Yes. And uh, <laughs> hopefully
0: he told it well. He told it amazingly. Oh, wonderful. yeah. Yes.
7: And so, you know, I, I want people to check this out. I mean, oh, yeah. you can find me online. I'm on Twitter at uh, Wes Johnson Voice. Won't call it by any other name. Uh, Wes Johnson on Instagram. I think Wes Johnson Actor on uh, TikTok. And where can they find you?
3: They can
8: find me on Instagram and on Facebook at L Holly Writes. That's E L Holly Writes.
0: Awesome. Perfect. I actually awesome. have a question for you. You do. How surreal was it when you looked up? your family, and Wes Johnson, a voice actor.
8: I think it was more surreal for my husband, who was a big Skyrim <laughs> player. Okay. Because I was like, yeah, there's this guy. Like, He vo- voices Shea Gorath, and my husband's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I- We
7: have to move right
3: away. <laughs> <laughs>
8: and I was like, well, that's my Uncle Wes. That's you know? awesome. Like, just so, Uncle Wes. Just Uncle Wes. That's and, awesome. And then, so my husband, I think, was a little more starstruck than I was, but it's still <laughs> Understandably. Cool, and I... I was just Love. saying,
7: nobody starts talking about it. They, she has students coming up. She has people are fans wow. of hers been coming to the table. And they're like, I, I, yeah, Mr. Voice actor. hang on. We're talking yeah. to her. Yeah. so <laughs> are great? Old man? Yeah. Yeah. I
3: know.
8: Yeah. No, I'm very lucky. I'm a, I'm a teacher here in Minnesota as oh, well. And so awesome. I teach online. So my students don't get to see me often. That's awesome in person, and so that was we had a student who came here today, and she was she came that's to see me.
1: That that's was so very cool, exciting,
8: yeah, that's so cool.
1: I bet well, that was a surreal moment for you.
8: It was, yeah. We don't get to see each other often in person, so it's a very on a different kind of relationship that you make with <laughs> them, you know. So
0: awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for this opportunity.
1: Thank you. Uh, do you have any other questions? Yes, I actually had one more. Um, as it's widely known, um, the end of Fallout Three was really controversial. If. The end of Fallout 3 before the expansions. Yes. yes. Um, I didn't know about that. <laughs> what were your own personal thoughts going into it uh, initially, as opposed to when Operation Anchorage came out and that essentially changed? Uh, I know
7: I am immune to radiation, but your
1: <laughs> balls
7: frying off
0: is your. Destiny. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so
1: much. Thank you.